I felt God's presence telling me that you are worth so much more. And it was like, I saw this glimpse of my potential. And I knew if I continued, you know, hanging out with the wrong people or, um, you know, drinking or whatever it was, I could not have the life that I really wanted. Hey friends, I'm Ryan Channel, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, encouraging other women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with Him. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, a podcast helping Christian women create ultimate mental and physical wellness through meditating on God's Word to renew our minds, learning how to apply His truth to our lives, and taking care of our bodies the way He intends us to. My love for Jesus and my passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide in this podcast that shares the gospel. Gospel literally means good news, friends. Don't we need more of that in today's world? I believe we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and I want to point you to the only one who can fill it. Come join me and be encouraged as we chat about God's love and how to take care of you. Hey friends, welcome to Wellness and the Word. It's Testimony Tuesday, as you know, one of my favorite days of the week. And today I have a fellow Christian entrepreneur and fellow Arizonan on the podcast, Shannon Hansen. Shannon is a wife and a mother to three beautiful girls, and she enjoys gardening and working on her mini farm with her goats, chickens, turkeys, and cows. She is a leader of holistic nutrition. She has certificates as a holistic wellness practitioner, functional nutrition practitioner, and life coach. She has co-authored a book and passionately educates women with thyroid imbalances to gain freedom from fatigue by removing chronic triggers and replenish their body so that they can restore their health quickly and stop sleeping their way through life. Shannon has witnessed firsthand how real nutrition changes lives and she's excited and anxious to share this information with women with thyroid imbalances. She knows the need women have to gain access to knowledge, education, and tools to restore thyroid function. I really hope that if you have any issues with your thyroid at all that you'll go check out Shannon's podcast podcast, Thriving Thyroid, and she has an entire method behind this called the Hansen Method. I definitely know that she is the expert in this area. It's not something I'm super informed about, but definitely wanted to provide this resource to you if you if you have any issues at all with your thyroid. Check Shannon out. She is amazing. We really had a great time talking and our conversation was all over the place in a really good way. And we talk about some topics that I think really need to be talked about in homes today more. And one of those big topics is sex. So enjoy this testimony. Well, hey, Shannon, welcome to the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and have this opportunity to share my testimony with you guys. Yeah, I know it's going to be so powerful. I've already got to hear some of what Shannon's going to share. So I'm even more excited and just really glad that we connected. So we are just going to jump right in and I'm going to ask, where does your story begin? So my story begins probably at the time of birth. (laughs) Um, So I grew up in a very, I say religious home. So when I was first born, 
both my parents were on the same page. Everybody was, you know, going to church and reading scripture and, um, you know, praying and we were doing the whole thing. Well, my dad got a hold of some like antichrist literature and went completely the opposite way. And it was kind of interesting now to watch the evolution of things because after that point, my dad became a lot more abusive verbally, mentally, physically, those types of things. And my mom, she said one day she was driving home and she was like, I don't even know what's going on. Like my family is falling apart around me. And she said she was driving home and above the house, like she could see our house. She was like, I had this like vision of there was a war going on in my home of like good versus evil. And it was like a, a really a, a turning point for her in, in realizing like her role as a mom, as a wife to take care of us children, to make sure that like we had, you know, Heavenly Father and we knew who Jesus was and, you know, that we, we had that foundation to stand on. And so um, shortly after that, about two years after that, my parents ended up getting a divorce and things just really kind of fell apart for the family. Um, and there definitely was that war that happened. And then a little bit later, what ended up happening, um, my parents got a divorce, they split up. I moved in. So my mom got custody and I lived with my mom. I saw my dad very, very little. There was about seven years where I didn't see him at all. And then um, growing up through high school, I kind of, I started struggling. Um, I was really struggling with depression and doing a lot of self-medication through like alcohol and, you know, just partying and just not, not doing everything that I knew was quote unquote right. Um, and my mom and I just really started fighting, bumping heads. And the best solution for both of us was for me to go live with my dad. Um, I actually made plans to go live with my dad without telling my mom. And I had like plans for about a week long. And then on Friday, I was like, oh, by the way, I'm tomorrow, I'm going to go live with my dad and he's coming to pick me up. And my mom was like, oh, okay. And she said, like talking to her later about it, she was like, I just knew that that was the right thing to do. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity because it really led me to where I'm at now and having this opportunity to kind of share my testimony and share, you know, my conversion stories of like, like why I believe what I believe now. So anyways, um, moved in with my dad, again, total opposite perspectives here. My mom was like, you need to dress conservatively. You know, we go to church every Sunday. We don't, you know, we don't drink, we don't party, we don't smoke, we don't have sex before marriage. We don't, you know, all of the don'ts. And I was kind of like, I was starting to play with fire is what I call it. Like, so I started drinking, I started going out with friends. I didn't do drugs. I wasn't having sex or anything like that. But, you know, it's kind of the gateway, right? Like when you drink, you become more susceptible to other temptations. And so I, I was totally playing that fire line 
well, when I went moved in with my dad, he was on the, the very opposite end of the spectrum. He, <laughs> he would tell me things like, you know, if you're going to drink, don't drive, you know, stay where you're at, you know, get a designated driver or something. If you're going to have sex, use protection, you know, don't get pregnant. Um, <laughs> and he, he didn't care really what I wore, you know, as long as it was tasteful and, you know, I wasn't completely falling out everywhere. He just didn't have the same standards that my mom did. So I was, I was starting to date boys that like wanted a little bit more out of the relationship. And I was like, mm, you know, like I, I had this tug of war, this, this tug of war that was kind of going inside of me because I knew everything that I was taught by my mom to be true. And I, during that period of time, I was also going to a counselor and man, like this is such like a, a pivotal point in like in my life, really. So I was going to this counselor, I was working through all of this baggage and childhood trauma and stuff. And he looked at me and he said, Shannon, why are you not? And I was like, what? Like, why am I not what? And he's like, why are you not sexually active? Why are you not drinking? You know, why are you? Because at that point I had stopped drinking because my dad took all of the fun out of it you know, why are you not on drugs? <laughs> you know, why, why are you not doing all these things? And I had no answer. I was like, cause my mom told me not to. And he was like, no, that's not it. You know, he was not, I, I mean, I don't know if he was religious or not. It was just so interesting because looking back now, I now know that it was because my mom taught me those things to keep me out of harm's way right? Like when you, when you drink, when you do drugs, when you have sex before marriage, like it leaves you open to all of this heartache and all of this pain. So anyways, that was kind of the beginning <laughs> of everything that really made me start to evaluate, you know, how I felt about myself and, you know, why I was making the decisions that I was making. Oh, thank you so much for sharing all of that. That is really powerful. And for me, what stood out was just your mom and her strength and her faith and like how beautiful she created that for you. And even though you didn't understand it, then now you can look back and it just all makes sense and it clicks and it makes you probably as a mom want to just be better and do better. And like for me as a mom, that's my, that's like such a good example for me, but it actually makes me think of the question what could your mom have done differently? Because do you think that she was just like, these are the rules and there was no teaching around it? Cause that's how I feel as a mom. That's like my worry as a believer. I don't want to just be like, these are the rules. Cause I also was rebellious as a teenager. Yeah. And I'm like, my kids are not going to be like that, but I want to make sure that I'm doing it in the right way. That's going to make them want to follow. And I know sometimes it's just an example, but I'm just, that was just a question that came up for me. What could your mom have done differently for you? Oh, I, that's such a good question. So based off like personality, um, I don't know if you do any like energy profiling or anything like that, but I have followed Carol Tuttle and she talks about energy profiling. So my personality, like who, who Shannon is, is the kind of person when I have freedom to choose, I actually make better decisions than when someone tries to like put me into a box, then I rebel even more. Um, so my mom, 
she did a great job, you know, explaining to me, hey, this is why we don't have sex before marriage, because it's a part of you. It's you connect with that person and you have something with that person that you don't have with other people. So if you break up, it hurts more. Right. And, you know, I so she did do a really good job at like teaching me like, hey, when you when you drink alcohol, your defense mechanisms go down. You can't think clearly. You can't, you know, you're leaving yourself open to, um, you know, making poor decisions. So she did a great job, but just personality wise, like I, I need to have, I need to feel like I'm in control. <laughs> Oh, that's such a good point. Cause that's how my daughter is. That's, that's what came up for me was my daughter. I finally stopped fight. She's five. I finally yeah. stopped <laughs> fighting with her about what clothes she's going to wear every day because she very much, if I, she will love this shirt, but if I suggest this shirt to her, she's like, you know, <laughs> so that's going to be good for me to just keep in the back of my mind as she gets older. <laughs> And that's, that is a really good point about the different personalities that your kids have. Cause I know my oldest, who's a boy and he's just more prone to following the rules. So how interesting, Mm -hmm. but I do love that your mom explained things to you and was very open and honest. And especially, I think the sex before marriage piece, because those conversations aren't happening a lot in homes. And especially I literally just learned this in my thirties about the spiritual connection of sex, like of how you are connected with that person spiritually after you have sex with them. And of course it makes sense, but it's, it's a very powerful thing that I know I for sure want to make sure that my kids are aware of. And so I I just love that your mom explained that to you. Yeah. Yeah. We had my mom, we had a very open relationship. Like I remember we talked about sex at the dinner table. Like it wasn't, and I really appreciated this with my mom. It wasn't like a hush, hush, quiet thing where it was like, Oh, we don't talk about that. I think a lot of Christian homes tend to do that because it's like, we just don't do that. Right. Like we, we practice abstinence or whatever, but like, we don't talk about that. That's private, you know? Um, my mom talked about it, but it was always in a very reverent way that really made me like, obviously I was curious, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not like, I knew there was something special about it. Yeah. And um, anyways, just so made it, my- she just made it normal, not like weird and uncomfortable, which we totally can tend to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and I remember, so like we were, we were taught not to do those things mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm engaged. I'm getting ready to get married. We had just gotten like my wedding dress and had it fitted and, and all of the things. And we're pulling up to the house. We're driving into the neighborhood. And she said, you know, Shannon, we, we need to have this conversation. And I'm like, oh no. And it was like this totally awkward. She's like, your husband's going to have needs. And, you know, and I'm like, just sitting there, you know, like looking straight forward. I'm like, I can't believe we're talking about this right now. It was this shift, right? Where like, this is a reverent thing that you do with your husband and it's not scary. It's not bad. It's not gross or disgusting. This is going to bring you guys closer together and help you, you know, connect with each other on many different levels. And I know, like, I feel like we're going off on a tangent here, but, um, you know, when I am intimate with my husband, our relationship and our communication is way better. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And we don't, again, I don't feel like we're taught about the, the intimacy part of it and how it really does bring you closer together. And it's such a beautiful thing. I just love that your mom had these important conversations with you. You're really blessed and yeah. she sounds amazing. So I just, I love that. And I love to hear examples of moms who really just kind of take that role. And, and what stood out to me too, was just that she was laying the foundation, no matter what, often we can kind of wait for our husband to take the lead, but really it's, it's an equal partnership. And sometimes if you have to take the lead, if your husband's not a believer or not doing his part, you know, to raise your kids up in that way, you do have to take the lead. And I just love that your mom did that. Yeah. Yeah. My mom is, she's amazing. She's super strong. Yeah. So what was the turning point in your relationship with God? So that goes back to when I, like, after I saw the counselor, I was really kind of, it, it made me evaluate the decisions that I was making. Right. And like, maybe I had a beer or two, you know, like while I was up there, but I, I wasn't partying the way that I, I had been. And I just kind of, I was standing in the mirror one day and I'm totally going to get emotional on this part, but I was getting ready for school and I just looked at myself and I was like, this is not the life that I want. And I just had this like Holy Spirit moment. I felt like the Holy Ghost come over me and I felt like God's presence telling me that you are worth so much more. And it was like, I saw this glimpse of my potential and I knew if I continued you know, hanging out with the wrong people or, um, you know, drinking or whatever it was, I could not have the life that I really wanted. And the life that I really wanted was to be with a man who shared my same religious values, who, you know, didn't want to have sex before marriage, who, you know, lived a, I'm just going to call it a clean life, you know, who wanted to have kids, who wanted to, you know, go to church and read the scriptures and, and have pictures of Christ all over their home. And, you know, all of these different things where people can walk in and they're like, that's one of the things we get all the time in our home is like, what religion are you? Because we see all these pictures of Christ everywhere and, and we're not afraid of it, you know? And same thing for my kids. Like we have, uh, I forget the name of the company, but like my kids wear shirts that say like fall for Jesus and it's got like fall leaves on it. Or, you know, I wear faith over fear or, you know, all of these things. And I get compliments on the shirts and the t-shirts that I wear, like, even though they're casual and I'm wearing like sweatpants with it, but people, I'm not afraid to show my religion. And that is something that I wanted for my, for my home, for my kids, for my husband. And so seeing the, seeing me in the mirror and seeing and having Heavenly Father tell me I was worth so much more than what I was doing was really the big turning point for me. And uh, I went to my cousin's house, like this is like, I, don't, I wish I had like all the timeline, should have kept a journal or something, but it was shortly after that where, again, I'm still kind of playing with fire a little bit. So I've got these like cut off Daisy Dukes on, I've got like this halter top on, I am not dressed. <laughs> I mean, not, you know, if, if that's the way you dress, great. But like, that was not the conservative nature that I was brought up with. 
and I'm at my cousin's house and, you know, there's some missionaries over there and from the church and whatever. And they're like, Hey, like you guys are cousins. So like, are, are you not religious or do you not like go to church or whatever? Cause everybody else is dressing totally different. And I was like, um, no, I, I go, yeah. Like I didn't even know what to say because I wasn't going to church and anyways, so long story short, they're like, well, or I, this, this was my excuse. This is a great excuse for not going to church. I told him, I said, well, I have no one to sit with that church. And they're like, okay, so come <laughs> sit with us. Like, yeah. So anyways, that was kind of the turning point. Um, so everything just kind of came together and I took that step back and looked at, you know, where do I want to go and what changes do I need to make in order to get where I want to be? Mm, that's so funny. I love that last story. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I don't have anyone to sit with. <laughs> so I just love that there was so much Holy Spirit coming after you. As a teenager, that was what came over you was completely the Holy Spirit, just like you said. And the fact that you really recognized that and probably because of how you were raised, you you could recognize that that was the Holy Spirit. And so often we kind of get those nudges, those overwhelming feelings. And that's what it is. It's the Holy spirit trying to help us, trying to talk to us, trying to guide us. So how amazing that it kind of all just fell into place, but you always had that in your heart that you knew you didn't want to be like that. You knew you didn't want to live like that, that the standards for you were, you wanted to have a good husband in the future and how important it is for us to kind of really put that in our, in our kids' hearts that that should be the standard that you don't have to settle. Just like you were talking about earlier, you know, when boys were wanting to go farther with you, but you again had that, that tug of war, that was the Holy spirit kind of letting you know that you didn't have to settle. You didn't have to do that. And I just love that so much. And I also love the fact that your kids wear those shirts, right? Not to be ashamed of our faith. And I know for a long time, I was really quiet and timid about it. And we shouldn't be, we should absolutely stand out and know what we believe and be strong in our beliefs and make sure that our kids are, because we don't have to keep it a secret and we shouldn't. And this has been kind of a theme, especially for me this week, that we are meant to stand out. We are meant to be different. When someone comes into our home or comes into contact with us, they should know that we're a believer. And I also, I also wear those shirts, like very bold. Yeah. And I want to say something about my mom. So even from just a young age, she taught me what it felt like to feel the spirit, mm. you know? And okay. So talking about kids really quickly, my, my second daughter, she giggles like when she feels the spirit and like people are praying or something and she feels it, she's giggling and she's laughing and she's like, hee hee ha ha. And, you know, and like everybody around us is like, oh my gosh, she's so like disrespectful. And I'm like, this is how she feels it. You know, each person feels it totally different. And we have to teach our kids how to recognize that and point it out to them. Right. And my mom did such an amazing job at like, hey, you feel that? Like, you, you see why you're tearing up? That's the Holy Spirit, right? Like you're giggling. Did you feel it? Like, <laughs> you yeah, know, that's such a good point because some people might be like, knock it off. Stop laughing. This isn't. And that's, you're like shutting that down. You could be shutting that down if that's how your child experiences the Holy Spirit. What a really good point. 
you're blessing me so much today in my motherhood, <laughs> seriously, because my kids are eight, five, and three. And I think sometimes we just kind of don't take enough responsibility for kind of guiding them along that path, or we're not sure how, but really it's just kind of making it a natural conversation. And I, I feel like I do do that, but I could do a lot better. So thank you so much for, for pointing that out. You're welcome. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. So did you end up moving back in with your mom? I did. Yeah. So I lived with my dad for about five and a half months, moved back in with my mom and I met, I knew my husband. So my husband and I, okay. So here's another Holy Spirit moment. Um, (laughs) I met my husband at 14. We were at a youth activity and it was like for our whole area or whatever. And he was sitting on the stage and my other friend introduced us and out like, there was like five guys in a row. And I singled him out and it was this overwhelming feeling of you're going to be with him one day. And at 14, I'm just thinking like, okay, we'll probably date. I'll break up with him. I'll break (laughs) his heart. It'll be cool. Right. (laughs) Little did I know that when I moved back with my mom, he was, so I was kind of still seeing the guy in Colorado when I was living with my dad, but obviously I moved. So, you know, that wasn't going (laughs) to. go too far for too long. I came back, I started dating a guy from that I had gone to high school with. We'd gone out on a few dates. And then um, we went to another church or I went to a church activity. He was there. Um, He was dating another girl (laughs) at the time. And anyways, long story short, we just, he ended up breaking up with that girl that night. And we started texting each other back and forth. And then he was like, Hey, can I take you out on a date? And then the rest is history. So, oh, that's so cool. And so you, your dad was living in a totally different state. You moved to a totally different state. Wow. Okay. I didn't catch that. How I was already thinking again about your mom, like the fact that she kind of just let you go live with your dad. I thought that was also amazing because that was probably not easy for her, but clearly she, she said that she knew she had to let you and whew. What a big decision for a mom. I'm sure you realize now that you're a mom. Would not be happening. I know. I know. It's so funny how I just constantly am looking back and I'm like, oh, sorry, mom. Or like, you just have so much more respect and understanding for your parents as you get older. Yes, absolutely. So what difference has Jesus made in your life? He's made all the difference. Um, I would not, I would not have the things that I have. I would not be the person that I, that I am without him. Everything that I have, everything that I do is because of him. You know, my business that I have is because of him. My children that I have is because of him. The cars, okay. So this is totally first world problems here, but I mean, we have three vehicles. We have two drivers in our home. My oldest is 10 and we have three vehicles that work. And, you know, one of them is like a commuter car because we live in Arizona. And, you know, then I have my big mom SUV that gets like 14 miles to the gallon. But like my home, my cars, everything that I have is because of him. And because I firmly believe it's because we pay an honest tithe. Like every every penny that comes into our home, we pay 10%, right? Like there are zero questions asked. 
about that. Like, that's just what we do. And then in addition to that, like we do, you know, uh, fast offerings on top of that. And like, we give so much. And I truly believe that everything we give, every effort that we give, our Heavenly Father wants to bless us abundantly. Like, in more than just physical ways, but spiritual ways with gifts and talents. And like, I look at the talents that I've been able to develop over the last several years. I'm like, I would not be able to do that without Heavenly Father, right? Like I wouldn't have been able to learn sign language as quickly as I learned to be able to interpret for a family that we go to church with because they needed that, right? And I was able to learn it very, very quickly and be able to interpret for them, right? And all of it is because I've done it with his help. I've prayed about it. I've prayed over it. I've asked for the help and the guidance and, you know, a strong mind to be able to pick these things up quickly. And I sometimes I feel like a jack of all trades, but a master at none. But really, like, everybody in my life, they're like, Shannon, is there anything you can't do? And I'm like, well, yeah, I cannot do this and this, you know, like, and I can list off these things. And they're like, okay, but no, seriously, like you make your own soap, you cook all your own meals, you this, that, you know, like you can sew, you can do sign language, you can dance, you can, you know, all of these different things. Like, and I'm like, it all goes back to him, you know, everything, everything does. Oh my gosh. I just love that. That was so beautiful. Just from starting with even like your vehicles, right? The, the gratitude that you have. And I was just over here like, yes. And amen. He wants to, (laughs) he wants to bless us abundantly. And when we are obedient and we are faithful, he will all the more. And he just, he knows us and he sees us and he's aware of our hearts and he's aware of our circumstances. And I just want to say, you just exude joyfulness. And I know that that comes from the Lord and I just, I just adore you already. Thank you so much for all that you said. My pastor says, if God blessed you a little, give a little, if he's blessed you a lot, give a lot. And I know it's just kind of a funny joke, but it's, it's very true. And I think that the more that it's, it's like a heart shift in so many ways that, you know, and it's not, uh, it's not like a self-centered thing. Like, okay, if if I give more, I'm going to get more. It really truly is just out of the overflow that God gives us. And I just, I adore that you made that point and how cool. Tell me more about your sign language. Cause I love sign language. (laughs) I started learning in, I think junior high and I always wish that I continued. So did you learn as an adult? I did. Yes. So, um, Okay, so I want to say something before it goes out of my head. Yes. When we go through life, we experience it like challenges, right? Like life doesn't have to be a struggle, right? The struggle, we can lay down the struggle. And that is one thing that I chose to do a long time ago, right? Like I no longer wanted to play tug of war with the hardship, right? Bad things are going to happen. You know, the car is going to break down like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to plan. I'm going to prepare. I'm going to do everything that I can. And when those things happen, I'm going to lay down the struggle and I'm going to bring it to God and I'm going to let him take care of it. So anyways, I have to say that like we go through all of these challenges, but we can choose to lay down the struggle. And I think that that is why I've been so blessed. So yes. And just that, 
that mindset shift, everything that you just said, holy moly, that was so good. I don't even need anything. That was so good. Go ahead. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. So going into the sign language thing. um, So I'm pregnant with my first daughter and there was a family that we were going to church with. It was a deaf mom, dad, and son. And they needed interpreters. Like it was hard to find like Sunday, you know, for all of meetings and everything to find people to interpret all of the things. And, and when you do sign, like sign language and you're interpreting any kind of language at a certain point, like your brain just turns into mush because you're getting information in and you're having to spit it back out. And so you're having to convert all of those things just as fast as everything is coming in. And, um, so interpreting, you know, knowing sign language is one thing, but interpreting is like a whole other thing. Um, and so anyways, they, the leaders of their church came and they said, you know, Hey, we really feel like inspired to ask you and your husband, if you guys would learn sign language to help this family. And we were like, okay, sure. Like, (laughs) yeah, we'll do it. And, um, so the mom who's deaf is a teacher. She teaches at a college and she teaches sign language. So every Sunday we would go to her house after church And we'd be there for about an hour and we would like learn sign language. And she told us, she said, you will learn this so much faster if you start praying in sign language. So we would go home and we would practice, you know, praying in sign language. And, and it also changed our prayers because we had to like, think of the word that we wanted to say And like, we had to be very mindful of like the meaning behind it because language doesn't necessarily equal like one for one, right? So, um, um, sanctify, right? So the word sanctified means to make clean. And so then like, that's the, that's the sign that you use is to make clean for sanctify. And I was like, oh, okay. So when they say to sanctify, it means to make clean. It means to make me clean. It means to make whatever it is clean. And so I I began began to um, look at like the words that we use in religion as like, what is the actual meaning behind it? So again, it just kind of fed all of (laughs) it fed, you know, the whole loop of, you know, I'm over here all excited because (laughs) I just, I love words. And I love knowing the definition of words. And that's basically what you had to do. You had to find out like the actual definition and you can connect with it so much deeper. I feel like, ah, that is so cool. Now I'm going to really want to learn sign language. Yes. It's so fun. And you know, kids pick it up. Like it's an easy language for kids to pick up too, you know, and it's for my kids. Oh, that was another, like, if anybody is listening and they have small children, teach them sign language and teach them the sign different because that saved my sanity because they could always tell me different, right? Different shoes, different cup, different, you know, like milk or different, whatever, different shirt. Because even at like 18 months old, they could communicate with me that they wanted, even if they didn't know the sign for pink, they could tell me they wanted a different cup okay. Okay. Do you want the blue cup? Do you want the yellow cup? You know? Um, and it's oh, cool. So did you teach all your kids? More or less. Yeah. Um, it's one of the things that I is part of my goals for this year is to kind of revisit that and, and reteach them some of the things. 
Um, so again, that brings up like the whole prayer part of it is, you know, let's teach them to pray in sign language because everybody likes to keep their eyes open anyways. So <laughs> oh my gosh, I know my kids, I'm like opening my eyes and they're all, or I, if I open my eyes, they're all like looking at each other and messing around. I'm like, close your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Give them something to do with their hands. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so cool. Cause when you were talking about learning, I thought, oh, I could, this would be something for me to learn with my kids. How fun. Oh my gosh. I'm inspired. I'm going to have to, I'm going to pick up a new hobby. <laughs> That's so cool. Develop so a new talent. Yeah. yeah. I love these conversations because it's just like whatever comes up, whatever Holy Spirit brings up and who knew we would be talking about sign language today. That's yeah. so awesome. So I would really love for you to share more about your business and your podcast, because I think it's something that could really bless a lot of my listeners. Shannon is an expert on the thyroid. So I'll let her talk more about that. Well, thank you. Yeah. So I work with women with thyroid. Um, that was okay. So really quickly, it was totally a God thing. I was working my business and I was like struggling. You guys, I did not lay down the struggle on that one. And I was like, I remember praying to him and I was like, I'm done. Like, I know you want me to do this, but I'm done. It's too hard. I can't do this anymore. And he was like, you're not done. And literally like I stopped marketing. I stopped doing everything. And all of a sudden, like five women came to me and they said, Shannon, I need to work with you. I pray. They said these words, I prayed about it. And I was told I need to work with you. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? I told you I was done. Like, <laughs> God is so funny. He loves to do that to stuff to us. Just give us those signs. Like, I know you think you're doing this daughter, but this is my plan for you. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to double my prices. You know, I was charging $25 for my, <laughs> for my services um, per hour. And then I was doing, you know, two, three hours after I would meet with the clients and so I was getting burnt out. Like I was making less than minimum wage, you know, and I was paying babysitters. So like, it just really wasn't a good situation. So I was like, haha, I'm going to double my prices and nobody's going to want to pay that. Well, these women were like, okay, yeah, we'll pay that. And we'll pay you all up front. And I was like, what? Like, this is so weird. You know, like other people, I'm like trying to like drag the money out of them. And, <laughs> and, um, so then I kind of was like, okay, well, maybe let, let me look at this a little bit more. And I went down this path and um, he just, it, I don't, again, it was like the Holy Spirit just came and told me, like, I needed to invest in learning how to start a business online. So now <laughs> I made a $10,000 investment, you know, in learning how to set up my business online, how to work with clients online, how to follow all of the regulations that I have to abide by and just, you know, everything. And, um, so now I work with women with thyroid who want to gain energy and freedom from fatigue, um, and also lose the thyroid weight. So we work with a lot of Christian based women. Um, the, the focus isn't, you know, Christianity or anything like that, but we do talk about our higher power a lot and how that takes a huge role um, like you, Ryan, in our overall healing of our body, because everything is possible because of him. It is possible because of the atonement. Like without the atonement, we wouldn't be able to heal and restore our bodies, right? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, like all of those things. 
they can happen because of him. So, I, I mean, I probably could talk all day about my program and my method, but, um, you know, that's a little bit about me, a little bit about how I got started. Um, and my program is called the Hanson Method. I run the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. Um, we have over 7,000 people who subscribe to our email list and, you know, Facebook group and stuff. So we have an amazing community. Um, I, again, I was led to just some amazing women that work with me and partner with me. We have registered nutritionists that work with us. We have um, some naturopathic doctors that also work with us behind the scenes. And it's just been such a blessing in my life to be able to do this work and to help the women. I love it so much. I just love that God led you to that specific issue and group of women that you can help and bless. And I'm so happy. So I know that there will be some, hopefully some new people coming to you because that is not my wheelhouse, but I know that it's definitely an issue and you're the expert on that. So thank you for all that you do out there in the world for other women. And where can people connect with you other than the thriving thyroid podcast? Where else can they find you? Yeah, so typically I'm on Instagram. I'm at sustainable.wellness and you guys can come hang out with me there. Awesome. Is there anything else that you'd like to share that we haven't talked about? I know we were all over the place, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity. And I think the biggest thing that I would love to share with women is the challenge in our life, they come, but we can lay down the struggle and God has given us a way to, to be able to do that. And I have just such a strong testimony of, you know, the power of the atonement and being able to, to lay down my struggles because I can only be healed through him and through his work. And I'm just so grateful that I have this and that I have the opportunity to share my testimony and my beliefs with other people in such a like public setting um, you know, versus just the people in my church. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank yeah. you for having me on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for just sharing and being so open and honest with your story. And I couldn't agree with everything that you said more. God has us all the time. And sometimes we just have to lay down the struggle and actually all the time, we just have to <laughs> lay down the struggle and turn to him and he'll take care of us no matter what. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Lana Send the Word. May you be blessed and always be a blessing. Bye! Well, hey there, sister friend. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you would like to connect some more, come join us over on Facebook at the Wellness and the Word community. We're going to be doing a lot of fun things over there coming up very soon and just would love to have you part of that sisterhood where we can continually encourage each other and grow in Christ.